Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be on episode number 26, and this one is going to be with Omeg the Orc, and I think this one is quite special uh, just because I have a pretty big fondness for the Orcs, um, what they actually represent, uh, how they operate, the organization is just... Uh, I would think, really, we haven't seen anything like this before. And what I kind of mean by that is I've never seen a organization of, let's say, role players, right, over decades play the same game and still be so tight-knit. Um, I just I haven't never seen it. And uh, if you have, if you know... Please, uh, you know, send me an email. Let me know. But um, I, I just, the orcs are so much fun to fight, to kill, to laugh with, to play jokes on. I mean, every time I stream, if I go with the orcs, it's like, it's all in good fun. Because they are, so I, just to give you a quick example, <clears throat> we were fighting, I think there was two of them. And I told the guys, uh, Discord, I was like, hey, wait, 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 let me talk to them. I talked to them in the heat of battle. I paid them off, right, because that's their code, and they went and to go attack the person who I paid them off to go attack. Like, right? Like, something like that, to me, is just very, very difficult to find. Like, like period, right? I mean, no one, I think, at least I think, will hold true <laughs> to their code in the heat of battle. Right, other than the orcs, like no one else will do this. And I was just always curious. Like Omeg himself is definitely a very vicious PvPer um, with his lethal fencer. Man, this guy is no holds barred. Um, and when they come at you, I mean, they're coming like a freight train. Right, like they they are not afraid of death. They don't care if they're outnumbered. I mean, they are just swarming. Right, and and usually they have the numbers. Is normally how this works, but. What I've kind of seen, that's why, and you'll you get to hear in this episode, I talked to him about, you know, the organization behind the scenes. You know, how do they divide up the orcs and then how how does this all work? Because there are a ton of people that um, are in, you know, the orc guild. And, you know, we go through everything from trolling people to them getting dry looted, you know, all of it. So I really hope uh, you guys enjoy this episode this was a ton of fun to produce, and um, this will also probably start segueing into some more of the sponsored content to just help this podcast <laughs> keep going, keep the wheels on. Um, so throughout um, this episode going forward, you might hear like a one-minute promo in the middle, and it's just going to be me um, promoting something that like you know, I use. I only have you know, really one main sponsor. Um, for the podcast at this moment. So it's nothing, you know, going to really annoy you, I don't think at all. Um, so just an FYI of stuff that's coming up. Uh, my next episode after this is going to be about a new, uh, I can't even really say game, but an existing game, but with a new UO flair on top of it. Um, and some of you know what I'm talking about, uh, but that releases in June. So I'm, I'm really curious to Kind of check that out and see what that's all about. So that's going to be the next episode for next month. Um, but until then, guys, thank you so much sincerely for your support. And uh, we'll catch you next time. 
right, guys, I'm sitting here with Omeg the Orc. And uh, first of all, thank you, Omeg, uh, for joining me. Much appreciated. Not a problem. I've been uh, listening to all your podcasts uh, since you joined the Outlands world. So I figured, uh, why not join and give you some info? Yeah, I, I think, uh, and it hopefully is represented very well uh, on stream, but uh, even off stream, I am a huge, uh, I would almost say fangirl of the orcs uh, secretly. Um, so now now it's out there in the public. But um, I want to first kind of like dive right into a question that um, really interests me. Where does, where does your name come from? Like, how did you, how did that come up? So my name is actually shortened from what I used to go by on every player shard we've, I've played in the past and all the way back to my OSI days. It used to be Omigutho, so it used to be O-M-E-G-U-T-H-E-O, which okay. was derived off an of NPC orc uh, that I found wandering around on OSI one of the days. And I just you know, changed a couple of letters, and ever since then I've been known as Omigutho, well, now Omeg. Okay, I'm glad you did Omeg because yeah, I won't even try to repeat what you said. <laughs> yeah, what was crazy? What was crazy when I started a couple months after the shard uh, Nero had me come over and uh, yeah, that name was taken. The full name was taken, Omigutho already, wow. and I was really confused. Uh, I messaged Owen, went through all of it, and he's like, "Yeah, someone's already taken that name." So I just went with Omeg, <laughs> and now it, I like it a lot better, actually. Yeah, I think it's easier. I, th I think for a lot of us that don't understand you know orcish the language and then the naming and all that i think omega is, is a good uh i like it because i can pronounce it anyway um okay so i want to turn almost going to a time machine here let's turn back the clock um you know walk me through when you got introduced to you know uo when did that all happen man so it started i've been playing since i was 10 11 wow. years old, so like 99, 98. Um, how it all started was uh, I had some friends that lived nearby. I grew up on a tiny little island of like 400 people. So we didn't have much to do besides rock our 28K connection and play <laughs> on, you know, 233 megahertz computers. So um, right. I, I heard of the game before. And when I went to middle school, one of the teachers, Mr. Madison was his name. And uh, he was a history teacher. And I, I don't know, we were talking about before class or something. I mentioned Ultima and he's like, I play Ultima. I was like, no way. He goes, <laughs> but I, he goes, I'm so busy these days. So busy. So here's my copy. So he gave me his very first copy of the game. He gave me the manual and everything. Wow. And uh, so then I got it home. Then it was to ask the parents, Hey, <laughs> yeah. so um, this whole monthly pay thing and of course they my dad didn't care but my mom was so confused on why would i pay monthly for a video game right so yeah it was uh especially being on the island and everything like that with a horrible connection 28k at best you know and yeah finally i've i don't know what i i can't remember exactly how i convinced them to let me play but i think it was to play with my friends that were okay. also on the island it was a uh, brothers that played for a long time they started right when uo came out so yeah, uh, Mr. Madsen gave me that. I can't remember what disc it was. I think it was the first one, and wow. sure as heck, and well, I wanted. And I looked through the book and everything. It's funny. I mean, you, you know, I know you mentioned you're on an island with 28k, but I mean, you know, I wasn't on an island, and I was still on 28, you know, eight for a while because honestly, unless your parents were really like technically, you know, 
with it, I guess, right? To get a 56K modem, if I recall, it wasn't cheap. No, not at all. And <laughs> one thing I had going with me is my mom's brother, my uncle, he was super into computers and my grandpa was kind of, and my grandpa did have a 56K modem, oh, wow. which was nice. And he played some strategy, you know, turn-based games or something online. But yeah. yeah, and eventually they saw I was so into the gaming that we got a second phone line, which was ginormous. It was such a huge improvement getting that second phone line so right. I can actually play a lot more, you know? Oh, yeah. I, I, I think people forget how far we've come because, I mean, you know, the shard will go, you know, Outlands will go down for 30 minutes and people, you know, <laughs> lose they lose their mind. Their mind. Yeah. Oh, man, I just go to see the gifts roll into Discord, you know, all the different. Where did you find that gif? I've never right. seen that one before. The memes and so on. Oh, yeah. No, it's outrageous. So we, we've come a long way. So, OK, so you were there pretty much for the birth. When Now, when you first log in, you know, what what shard did you pick and why? So the shard, how I picked it, like I saw all the names. There was a lot of different servers. Right. I don't know. I It was so many different names. So I leaned on uh, my buddies who I don't know how they picked it, but they picked Great Lakes, which, you know, with being on 28K really screwed us over because we're in I'm in Washington State, you know, Pacific Northwest. And so <laughs> yeah. picking Great Lakes, I'm not sure why they did. But, you know, so I joined up with them and, you know, just got my feet running on that and and now I'm still playing years <laughs> these days. Yes, you, you've you've gotten you know bit by the the UO addiction like we all have. Um, oh, so, it's brutal. So um, now, what did you start playing? You know what what character template? Like, what did you gravitate towards? Like, what did you want to do? So at first, I was into taming. So I had to catch a ferry to go to school from fifth from like sixth grade all the way up past senior or to senior year, I had to catch a ferry every morning. Okay. So I had a lot of downtime. So I would read the Ultima strategic guide. I had that guide from my teacher yeah. with all the different stuff. I didn't know what the heck I was reading, but I was looking at like the animals and stuff like that. Like I wanted to tame alligators so I can have a group of alligators <laughs> attack people. Right. And so, so I leaned towards like a tamer. I think it might've been a fencer or something, you know, a spear guy, but it was definitely a tamer to start out. Yeah. And if I remember um, back then, or I don't even know now, but like taming there, you didn't level pets, right? No, no, there was no leveling of pets you, and you can, there was zero control slots. So like right. I said, I wanted 50 alligators <laughs> to go attack on walruses, you know, cause my taming was whatever you bought it at. I think it was 50 at the time, you know, still buying it at 50. So that's all I had. Right. And, and now, okay. You know, knowing what, you know, this question might be interesting. Like what, you know, what does a sandbox, I guess, really mean to you? Because given back then, to me, at least, it was a very foreign concept to just say, do whatever you want. Man, it it blew my mind. Like, you, like, these are people's houses. Like, I was, because <laughs> yeah. going even back further, my grandpa, uh, he's really been into computers since, you know, I've ever, know, you know, been around. And yeah. he had an Apple IIe computer with the black and green screen, and he had the Ultima floppy disk. Wow. So I actually played Ultima before Ultima Online. Granted, I don't remember much of it besides, you know, hitting Y for yes and N <laughs> for no. Right. But 
you know, so I got the gist of like, you know, the knights and, you know, the wizards and stuff like that. But the sandbox part of it, it, I've, I was always, you know, playing quest type of games or, you know, uh, wrestling games on the N64 or something, you know, go along that. So Ultima was my first sandbox experience and, oh, I've never looked back and I compare everything I play to Ultima now, even, you know, 22, 25 years later. And I'm going to go off the rails for a second because you mentioned something that like is a, you know, dirty passion. Do you remember the WCW game on N64, like the best wrestling game of all time? 100%. WWF. I, I, I had the only one I true. It was WCW Nitro. Yes. For, yes. And I played that one with, you know, Hulk Hogan and everybody yeah. on that one. And I had WWF No Mercy. And my friends would always come over. I had four controllers <laughs> and we would just rock out to that or Super Nintendo with Mario. Because I remember what I liked about the N64. I, I didn't have No Mercy. Because back then, man, I mean, you remember this. You didn't get like, oh, I'm going to get this game, this game. It was like you had one. You know, and that yes. was what you had. And I had yeah. Nitro, and I remember um, the controls were just so awesome. It was like arcade style with, with still a little bit of, if you pressed, you know, like I think it was like A and up, it did a suplex, whatever. It made sense, yeah. but it wasn't overly complicated. It was just, I don't know, man. It was difficult It was to awesome. Explain. Yeah. You look at games these days and you can rub your right shoe if you press, you know, <laughs> rub the joystick in a circle real yeah. quick. I don't know. My kids still show me stuff on these new games. I know. We, My son and I played uh, the WWE game a couple of years ago. And it's just even he was like, you know, some of these moves are just it's so complicated. I'm like, it feels like you're 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 at a job. <laughs> trying yeah, exactly. To do- <laughs> My brother, he he's still huge into wrestling, and uh, so we talk about it here and there. And yeah. we were talking how, like, even the video games, the wrestling games now, they're you know they're still kind of blocky when you move around and punch, right? Which is identical to what we had. I'm like, well, the graphics got better, but the layout is, you know, huh, it's, it's the same with the yeah, 18 more controls now. Or yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, okay, so getting oh, back cool. on the rails. Sorry, that was just a cool segment. Oh, no problem. I love it. But um, so, okay. So yeah, Sam, because one of the things that really hooks me about UO and I know it does other people is, you know, there's still some things in this 22, I don't know, 24 year old game that I haven't seen before. And you said housing, you know, when I go into a game, right. As soon as I see an instant screen, it just, it's like that breaks immersion right, right off the bat when I see that. Yeah. And I, and I played, you know, different games in the past and, uh, and I played Shadowbane. I was huge into Shadowbane oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and to uh, Star Wars Galaxies. And my computer couldn't run either of them. I yeah. low minimum graphic, you know, just minimum settings all around. But I wanted to see how the game played out. And that it just, I would always go back to UO like, okay, so why don't they have this? Like right. UO came out 15 years, like 10 years before this game came out. Why? Yeah, they have better graphics, but... They, the base of the game, the core of it's still not the same. Yeah, and it, and it strikes me as just so odd as there's a few that have like non-instance housing, not many, but I'm like truly in this, you know, in 2021 with all the technology, all, I mean, there's no way it's like a server-side restriction or whatever. It's like there has to be a way to have housing like it is in UO because I think people don't understand until you experience it where you're like, Oh, that's, that's Joe's house. Like, Oh yeah, he, he's a real prick. I know that guy, you know, it, it, it just, 
it, I don't know. It, it says something, you know, about the game that 100% uh, like, you know, when you hide outside someone's house for until they, you know, come home and you just <laughs> shoot them when they go into their door, you know, it's just, you never get that anywhere else. Uh, yeah. So the backstory for everyone listening is, uh, <laughs> I, it was le- le- near last summer and I don't remember the, all the trolling and the BS I did before that, but I, I do remember like it was yesterday. I was running back from PVP. I mean, like hot, like running in hot. I was coming back to my house and I should have, I didn't see it because I was even streaming at the time. It was even better. Um, I pushed someone. I said, you know, you push someone invisible. I didn't even really think about it. As soon as I opened the door, there's 20 orcs and I'm instantly killed. And it was... <laughs> Still, we, we were still laughing, and we still in our Discord play the GIF. Someone recorded the whole interaction. Your and then we have layer it with your face, just in complete shock. You know, if we have a horrible night, we just play that little clip of you just kidding. Oh, and I think it was a special moment too because you rarely get to see someone's actual reaction. Oh, 100%. That, I think that's what makes the clip. Because we <laughs> do that stuff all the time. Like, right. we hide in dungeons. We set up ambushes, you know, and stuff. But see, you know, you <laughs> someone saving that clip from you streaming. And we got, all got to see your face when it happened. was absolutely amazing. Because I think a lot of people, they're not going to admit it. But, you know, I'm sure there's banging of the desk, frustration, you know, anger. Like they're never gonna tell you that, but oh, I know it's it's there. <laughs> oh man, you! I played. I'm working too much now. I'm hardly playing, but you should see the DMs I get when they see my <laughs> name pop up. And I'm assuming it's because my name's kind of easy to say compared to half the other orc names, right. so they just message me instead. And the hate mail I get on mine from I'm not even there, and I still get the hate mail <laughs> half the time. And it's just, yeah. Yeah, I can't imagine. They messaging Owen about us. You know, they're doing this wrong, and they're like, just be Owen message, just get better. And so it's, right. it's awesome. Oh, I know. So, okay. And, and sorry, that was, this was just a fun story. But, okay, going back. So you're, you're playing. How do you get involved with the orcs? How did this all, how did that happen? So we always bring this up every once in a while when we get a new batch of, you know, snaggas, our low rank guys, and yeah. they always ask. Hey, how did you start and stuff like that? And we always bring it up and my memory shot from football. But I think what happened was, is I, I started doing like mining or something like that just so I can try to get money. That was the way to get money is right. mining, just keep mining. And with my connection, Hey, I can do that. Right. I can't, hunt, but I can mine. Sure. Yeah. So I think I, I, I still think I even had my alligators at that point, you know, but I had, <laughs> I had mining as well. And so we used to live outside, man, I can't even t- think of the town, but we lived across this bridge, the chaos shrine. Okay. Yeah. And so I would mine. there's a mountain right wrapping around there. And, uh, I went around there and I just got swarmed one day just, and they weren't on foot and I just got swarmed. It just done. Yeah. And I was, it blew my mind. And so I kept going back there and trying to see, and, one day they, uh, I think I found their website or something like that. Cause and everybody's like, yeah, just war them, just war them. Cause blood rock had the most wars in uh, ultimate okay. history. Yeah. We had 226. We have a snap screenshot or whatever wow. from Stratix, but 226, uh, wars with, and we were chaos. And so <laughs> we would accept all wars and all like that. But 
yeah, so I made an orc one day. And like I said, I, they told me to go find a name. So I was like, okay. And we didn't have gener name generators and stuff, you know, on the internet, you know, now there's, we send them to a name generator to come up with a name because they don't, there's no names on Outland. So, right. so yeah, so I came up with a name and, you know, started and realized really quick that I, I can't PVP. There is not a shot. I, right. I, there's no way I can PVP with, you know, my connection and everything else and skipping around. And so I continued my mining uh, adventure, but they wanted me to still fight and have hiding. So I was a miner with hiding and uh, macing. So I'd run okay. around with a war hammer or go mining. And that's all I did. And the stories that came from that because of my connection is, <laughs> whew, it was crazy. Well, yeah. And I think there's something to be said about, you know, uh, this game about, it's not all about, you know, fighting or, or, or killing PVP. You can literally, and even now today in Outlands, you can mine and still make millions of gold and be an important part of the economy. You know, uh, like, even today I haven't been playing much, but, uh, I support three or four houses, you know, our guild houses and load up the shelf. So I'm making 30 kegs of heal, 30 kegs of, you know, cure 30 kegs of refresh. And, right. but we have to buy the resources somewhere. So if we don't, we try to get, you know, new people to, you know, help out with the resources, but yeah, we, we pay people. All right. We need leather, pay them for leather iron. Right. Oh yeah. And I think that's another, like, just, you know, component to this game that still just it's crazy to me like no other game has felt like so important of the economy like you you have to do stuff to sell to other people like in other games it's just kind of you just have like an auction house right or something kind of just not personable right and you know, I think like Shadowbane, they they had some like an auction house or something like you know something along those yeah. lines. Star Wars Galaxies, they kind of had a UO style, but they also had a computer, like a little kiosk where you yeah. just go buy stuff. There, it wasn't really personal. People just throw it on there, and you say yes or no when it comes across your screen, type of yeah. deal. But UO, like now, it's it used to be what IRC and ICQ, but yeah. now it's discord and hey man i'm looking for this and someone will send you a dmm especially outland someone will send you a message within 15 minutes you know of right. needing and then they'll fill your request no i know it's something that is just it's so hard to find that component and it still strikes me as odd that no one has you know tried to replicate that or just at least put it in there you know like just hey the economy is, is player driven right i mean like, do any other games really? I, I, I'm not too head over heels in like the like EverQuest. Like, does any other games have like uh, or WoW even have uh, vendors like player ran vendors even? No, Albion does something close where all of the loot is player generated. Like where they there's a, some components like a black market vendor that that whoever resells some of the goods gets put into like drops player or something. It's a pretty cool like system, but it's still not like UO where you have an actual player vendor. Um, I don't know why no other game like EverQuest I know was a auction house style. Same thing with like, wow, but yeah, no one's ever done the vendor. I don't know. And it's very puzzling. Cause even the games, you know, the big MMOs on the horizon, I don't think they're offering, you know, that at all. And it's, 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 it's really weird to me because 
I would feel that in this day and age, you know, there's a lot of role players, a lot of people that want to express themselves and it just, it doesn't give you that option, you know? Not at all. And it's, I, I, I'm wondering if, you know, I've listened to the other podcasts and it's like, I've always thought about that and like, we must be missing something somewhere. We have to be missing something. Like, well, I, I think it's people they've never, they haven't experienced it. Right. A lot of the masses. So they don't know what they're missing. Right. That, it, could be, that, could be, that could be it, you know, and maybe need some developer that played you up, you know, well, we, what Garriott played or made Albion. Is that the game? You no, played? he, so he made shroud of the avatar. Shroud, okay. And there, that's a very sprinkled in. There's a ton of UO components to it. I think where Shroud struggled, it had a bit of an identity crisis for a couple of years, and it was a bit rocky. I think now it's on a pretty good track. Like there's updates, they're kind of got back on, but I think it burned a lot of people at the beginning because it was kind of it was honestly pitched a little bit as a UO 2.0, um, and well, yeah. it just didn't it didn't work out that way. These days, if you don't hit it out of the park right when you right when you you know launch or something, you're gonna lose half your player base right there. Yeah, I know. Well, there's there's a, and that's why I've been trying to get a lot more like t- top tier PVPers on here because that min max lifestyle, man, it's it's another level. Like I'm not I'm not that way at all. But you know uh, you know what I'm talking about. People got spreadsheets, damage counter. You know what I'm saying? We have one of our guys. Actually, we're up to a couple of the guys that. They literally will go. There's that. Uh, there's an NPC you can buy, and you can track your damage over yeah. and everything. And they're punching out numbers, especially with this new Tamer patch. They are literally testing every single pet and seeing, you know, what this pet does per minute, per hour. Right. You know, going down and oh, this one's ten percent better. You know, do this one, and I'm, I'm just like, just tell me what to do. I, I, I just tell me, <laughs> tell me what combo, what war fork or chris do we use and i'll go from there right oh yeah no i'm very the keep it simple stupid <laughs> type mentality yeah, see i use see i played in what age of shadows and stuff right when yeah. they start uh getting item based where you know the percentages and stuff like right. that and i i dabbled in that but it was still hey tell me what looks you know what's the best weapon? I'll just rock that. I didn't really care about, you know, true min max type thing. Okay. So you, so you answer kind of a question we're going into. So you, you played up until age of shadows. That's when you stopped. I played after age of shadows. I played until what? 2005, 2006, right? I graduated 06. I think I, it was right around there. I saw like the ninja expansion. I think it was. Cause I was, yeah, yeah. The samurai. Yeah. The samurai. Cause I was during malice with the, uh, what it's the necromancers and the right. whole, all I re- paladins because all I remember is getting spammed by someone using holy light over <laughs> and over again because we as orcs you know most of us don't use magic for, right you know so I couldn't use any of those type of spells and that's all that they did that was the min max at the time was holy light spamming and yeah that was one of the I think that might have been my turn off for Great Lakes you know, <laughs> at that point. Well, and yeah, I remember I, I quit on Age of, it was Pup 16, and when that release, Age of Shadows came, yeah, that's when I stopped because I, you know, back then, you know, we're, we're kids, we have much more time to play, I was playing all sorts of games, um, I played, I was heavy into Diablo too, and when that came out, it was like, I already have Diablo, which is very item-based percentage, you know, that, which I loved, but 
when they put that into UO, I just, I, I don't know, it lost some of the luster to me. I didn't, I wasn't really interested to me. Yeah, it, UO had its own thing, and they started implementing things from other games. And I think that's kind of, you know, Age of Shadows, a lot of our orcs, you know, went away. And I think that was start of the decline. Granted, I was probably still playing way more than I needed to be. Sure. But well, my grades reflected that. But, you know, I, I played way more. But I think that was the true starting to slowly decline. Because, like you said, there's still Diablo, and people were playing that. You know, that, that filled the niche for this that type of play not uo yeah and you know i i talked about this last night when i was streaming because someone brought up the whole you know uh trammel thing and stuff like that it's it's i don't think people realize the hard decisions that they had to make because you look at outlands and let's just you know let's pump up the numbers let's just say there's five thousand people right total let's just you know say right that's so small compared to millions that were oh, yeah playing this game where you have to make a decision to keep feeding these millions of people content and changing stuff that I do not envy their position back then at all. Neither do I. And I don't even envy Owen and Luthius and all them, you know, cause right. they, they do a couple changes and people just lose their minds and mm -hmm. it, it's absolutely insane. It's like, Hey, just let them breathe for a second. They're just seeing if it's going to work. Like right. it's not, Especially being an, a player server, it's not set in stone. So just just let us see how it plays out, and I'm sure they'll go from there. And Outlands has been I've, we played a lot of different servers. You know, yeah. Nero has dragged me into so many servers, going from Divinity and UOR. T, there was a T2A one or something like that. And yeah, this server has been so good on just you know just uh, being able to switch on command, you know, or just letting them play out and every, getting the core base of people happy. That's all. I think that's what you need to do, the core base. Yeah, and, and I think, too, that this is my, you know, you know, private opinion, but, you know, it's a business, right? And I think you have to run it like a business. You know, the patch notes that Outlands does, it, it operates in a very business-like, you know, sense. And I think that is what a lot of shards don't do. It's just, you know, oh, my friend Bob created a server, and we're kind of running it just like that when you really need to run it as a business. You have to. It's just a necessary thing to me. Oh, yeah. they How they're they're putting out more content than I think, you know, even like WoW or any of the other big games right now or Warzone, the first-person shooters. They're releasing, yes. what, once a month? Once, yeah. You know, and I, I've never seen a game put out this much content with like an un, I'm unpaid staff. Like if this is volunteer work, I'm sure there's stuff, you know, behind the scenes, but it's unpaid. This is all, it's yeah. crazy. Oh yeah. No, I, I think, I think so. And, you know, jumping back into your story. So what happened after, so you, just so I, I understand this, you were with the orcs the entire time. Yeah. 100%. So I started, Started going, well, I was, uh, so we used to, our lowest level rank was called a peon back then. And I okay. was a P became like, I was active all the time, but I wasn't a PVP or I, I like, I couldn't fight. And so right. there were, I came up with RP stories. Like I've role played that I was, uh, turned into a blacksmith and a miner at the same time. And I only got up to like 80 blacksmith, but that's all you needed to create acceptable ring mail. <laughs> right. 
I became a, a peon trainer. So I would, we used to have to take a test and so on. So I've went through the ranks and now I'm considered a, a raider, which is like an elder rank. And I think Nerul and I, Nerul started just before me, but besides that, it's, I'm right underneath him in active orcs from back then. Right. And, you know, jumping, you know, you, you went on all these different shards, like how, how does it work for the orcs? Does, you know, Nerul just say, Hey, we're all going to this server. How does kind of that background work? So I think it was, so what it was IRC and ICQ for the longest time. Yep. And, um, what oh oh six i was in oh six i was the last active chieftain like the boss on great lakes okay it's me and just a couple other people and nero always brings it up because there's pictures of me with a bright with the berserkers mall with its bright red and <laughs> I was wearing a bright red cape and you know i kind of went trammy a little bit you yeah. know dabbled into it which is looking back was way unorkish but but uh, Nero, he, so people come back and we, we don't want to bump them up right away to where they were. Yeah. Majokas or anything like that. If you were originally main character Majoka, yeah, you're going to be a Majoka because that's such a high rank within the orcs. But you start off low still. And then once you prove that you're going to be active, you bump right back up. At least one of your characters back up to what you were in the past. Yeah. No, I think no other, I'll just say, organization that I've seen has been so just dedicated to the cause for this like amount of time. Is that fair to say? I don't know if anyone else has done it. Well, so right now we're actually there, you know, there's the blood clan, the shadow clan, Boulder fists and us. Boulder fist is kind of on this server, but we're the big ones, but we've absorbed all the other clans. We have a big shadow clan presence in our, you know, in our group, but yeah, don't see any other guilds that have played what since nine so what 22 years right 23 <laughs> I, I i don't i still tell people to this day you know at work or whatever we're talking about games i'm like man i still play with the guys i played when i was 11 i've never even met them face to face yeah no that, that totally no I, I get that i mean and i think that camaraderie that you've seen is just it, it's unheard of i think and so explain to me too, were you always like a role player or what, what kind of fuels you to do that? I was so young. So like I said, I played those wrestling games and blood rock was my first role play group. I, I, and that was my first group I played with. I created a savage group at one point, but yeah, and I've played other games, but not role playing. Ultima is pretty much the only role playing game I do. And it's always an orc uh, these days. It's purely orc. Yeah, and you know it's funny, and and you, some people may find it interesting, but like I know, like when I'm streaming and I'm getting kind of into it, it's really a separate character than you know me in my normal life, and so I can kind of I'm starting to draw parallels to in my head. I'm like, man, role playing sucks, you know. And then I, I remember someone told me because I was like, I don't role play, and they're like, dude, you're playing Ultima Online. You are role. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> whether you you know understand or not you are yeah and you know you're role-playing a fencer you're role-playing a poison mage you know and so on and i don't know i've always been the works i just stayed with it i've tried to go to other games playing under you know omeg and right go and i just never ultima has it like i don't know 
No, I know. Yeah, for sure. No, and that's why I find it just, it's so interesting that this game and how many people it has touched and affect. Now, okay. So I remember you saying at the beginning, you weren't really a PKer. So explain to me what was the transition to Omeg the Miner, who's making ring mail, to now Omeg with a lethal poison Chris that's coming at you full speed. <laughs> So I think it changed when I got DSL. It, <laughs> yeah. It, it's because I still, I, I pl like I said, I role played that I was blind because I literally couldn't keep up with you. <laughs> yeah. So I role played that I had a huge backstory between all the gods. We have three different gods and stuff like that. And I role played that I had a, a unfortunate smelting accident like Austin <laughs> Power, like gold member in Austin yeah. Power. And so I role played I was blind. So I would run complete opposite direction of where we were fighting. Right. And they would be in the middle of the woods, just, you know, sitting. <laughs> but it all started with, I think DSL. I think that's right. when I was like, Oh, I can actually keep up with people these days. And all right, let's have a battle now. And, you know, compared to one seeing one frame of a person then gone again. And, you know, walk me through too. Like, I mean, I'll be honest, you know, between there's a few of you, I know you're one and there's a few others that if we see in the field, we have to kind of go for you guys first because you are the better like PVPers for sure. And if we don't get you all off the field quickly, you know, it, it can kind of spiral. So it's, it's always, we've had, we have our shot callers and stuff like that, like Nero and stuff on our Saturday nights. He's, he's one of the big shot callers, but we're getting so big these days, bigger than, or maybe same size we were back in the OSI days that it was, we have our main guys, but we're starting to evolve where we're having a couple different leaders. Like if Nero goes down, I'll take over calls if I'm on okay. and we're, to, you know, we're starting to transition where, and now we have a new group coming through the ranks that they're already really good and they're even taking groups out by themselves now and yeah. running around and being able to call the shots well and i'll just you know for everyone listening to you i'll tell you this you know cobra kai the guild that i you know i run we do stealth runs but usually it's like maybe two to five at the max you know one night we tried it was like 10 people and uh, you know I, I really wanted to break my keyboard in half because it was so frustrating <laughs> You know, we have a couple, couple that, you know, they're pure PVMers, and we take anybody. Like, yeah, we'll take anybody. You start at the low level, so you have you're low risk to us, and we'll we treat you like dirt. We treat like we what you have to wear brown boots. If you don't have boots on, you're running around the fort. Like, we want to make it so we you wear non GM armor. Like, yeah, we, we treat you like dirt. If you can last through that, okay. Then we know you, we put you on some quests and stuff like that. But once you get past there, we know you're a decent PVPer. But when we start getting 25, 30 people on some of these nights, yeah. it is comms are absolutely bananas. Half of us, half of them are drunk. It's it, <laughs> it, it, it is insane. No, I'm glad because yeah, I, I had a really it was it was to the point where after that night, I, I told some of. Uh, you know, my leaders, I'm like, Hey, I think we're going to have to just do groups of two to like four max, because it's just, it's too hard not to run into someone while hidden to, uh, to reveal yourself. Because for everyone that's listening, if you don't play Outlands, a lot of these guilds, if you're red and they see you and they see a big group, they're going to say in Alliance chat, Hey, blah, blah, blah is in this dungeon. And you'll be raided very quickly. So it's like this 
cat and mouse game to really not reveal yourself until you really want to. Yeah. And we have different nights or different things like Saturday nights. Every The server knows that we raid, we raid the dungeon Saturday nights yeah. with 20 or 30 people. And we'll just half the time. We don't even have a chance to loot you because we'll, we'll just start getting pounded. Once they see a couple of us, the word goes out and you know, the blues are known at, you know, on outlands pass EFC. Yes. But, you know, a bunch of the bigger guilds will come out and even some of the other PK guilds will start raiding us. And yeah. it's funny because we have so big of numbers that we'll, the reds or, you know, the other guilds will start all logging on their blues and teaming <laughs> up with people that they PK, you know, themselves, right. they all team up and we get some huge battles sometimes. And it's, we just, we start looting. We're, we're passing around, you know, arrows, bolts between people. Oh, I found this on this guy. And we're fighting with, you know, naked with a war mace. <laughs> just with everybody just swarming us right oh yeah no i think what I, what we've learned is when we do it even groups of two to three are best but sometimes we'll even bring a blue looter just to loot because if you don't have someone getting the juice out yeah once you die that's it it's game over yeah especially in the dungeons that's uh that was yeah. i started rolling on omega i started rolling with pack horses i would bring five pack horses <laughs> yeah we'd start filling the pack horses and we tried that a couple nights but once we just start getting hit by the spawn and it's it we just figured it was too much of a headache so if we kill you on some saturday night or whatever night where it's a big group of us go loot your corpse i'm sure there's still some stuff on it because yeah. we don't have time to pick it up yeah we we cleared last night uh i ended my stream and then Hey guys, quick sponsored uh, commercial break here. Um, this podcast specifically is sponsored by Death Wish Coffee. I want you all to head over deathwishcoffee.com. Use code Ultima Online. It's a special code that only is available for listeners of this podcast. It gets you a nice discount. Look, the fact is, I'm sure everyone drinks coffee. I know I do. I use this product. I've been using it for about three four years now i've been sipping death wish coffee it is unbelievable if you want to support me you want to support this podcast you believe in my vision let me tell you death wish is basically literally fueling me with coffee to pursue my passion which is expanding this podcast as far as we can go so please check them out and honestly give me some feedback let me know if you guys have tried it i know i've gotten a couple people have already ordered stuff uh sincerely thank you but uh, thank you very much, guys. We went, uh, all of us, to the new Nucero dungeon, or, or level the new level, whatever, with the new drags. Yeah. And we cleared it, dude. We killed everyone that was there. And it was one of the most intense things we've ever done. It was so much fun. <laughs> yeah, and it's, uh, I heard that place is pretty cool. I haven't, today's the first day I've logged in in about two weeks. I played for one battle last night, and then yeah. I had to get off. But, uh yeah, Sunday nights where if I'm able to, I host a ambush night where we used to all be stealthers. Yeah. But we were trying to get ten to fifteen stealthers. We couldn't, like you were saying, there was no. We, <laughs> and you know, some of the guys are PVMers. Right. And so it, you know, it's the targeting and stuff like that. It started, you know, getting a little difficult. So we turned it into just hiding. We just pick a spot and hide. Right. And we just okay. We we had we're starting to get everybody on board like attack next or uh, uh, next target attack and we're all archers yeah and so 
that's you know like you got hit with it that one time we're starting to ambush night get really in the flow of things having a bigger group because one person will pop out and it ruins the whole attack plan right oh i know and okay pro tip that new dragon is is damn near a one-shot kill (laughs) to kill you can't wait to see that one yeah but no i i mean my point in all saying this is, is it's a newfound respect because it is so difficult to organize that many people effectively rather it, it's very hard um so yeah we're orcs and so literally half if not three quarters of the people in comms are absolutely hammered <laughs> um that, that's really funny um so okay um walk me through too as well um how did you like do you enjoy the crafting aspect of UO and, you know, you clearly still do it. What kind of drives you to do that? So crafting, like I said, uh, I, I was a Smithy for a while. I, it was fun then, but now it's, uh, my time's so short. So I finally have a 120 alchemist okay. and that's much what I do. Um, it's just fill buy rigs and fill the kegs. Cause we figured out carrying 25 cures when you fight mustache is must needed. <laughs> so I carry, you know, on my main character, Omega, I carry about 35 kegs. So I die a lot. So yeah. crafting alchemist is what I do. I have, we, we prioritize out to other high ranking guys to access our resources to do that. But right. Al- alchemist is all I do. Well, and I can tell even when I'm streaming sometimes, you hear me say, I'm like, how many cures does this guy have? I'm like, I've seen him burn 15 to 20. He's got to be low. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've watched, you know, if I know I've, I, if I fought you one of the times, I'll go back and rewatch the stream to see, you know, and you're like, damn, Omeg, how many cures do you have? <laughs> yeah, because as much as, you know, people have a lot of, you know, I would say, complaints about the poisoning system which you know perhaps it could use adjustment i mean the counter is just bring more cures sorry sorry i had a horrible cough poison just my bad (laughs) but you know what i'm saying like the counter is just more cures that's it yeah that's all it is and that's we're telling some of our guys that you know i'm included in there when i get you know poisoned a bunch or you know fireballed or you know yeah just got to come up with something to counter it and can't take it serious. That's the biggest thing with PVP. Just don't take it too serious. Cause you're going to, I had days where I've lost probably 200 K 250 K in res fees. Right. Just, and I didn't kill anybody. I literally did not <laughs> kill one person. Yeah. Could it, yeah. It's yeah. Just start carrying kegs, I guess. Well, and I think one of the interesting parallels that most people probably don't know is Really with, you know, the group of guys I run with, we are we have a very similar mentality to the orcs in which, you know, whoever rolls with us, death is coming and, and we don't care because we know it's coming. It's just the restock. There's no whining and we're right back in. That's kind of our mentality. I think that's the same with the orcs. 100 percent. We You have to you're going to die. And people that's how we. There's a lot of people that we recruit. We recruit brand new people to UO. I I have a you know a recruiting bot and stuff, and it's, hey man, just to let you know you're, you're gonna die a lot. And they start worrying and wanting to go loot their body, you know, on yeah. another character. Like, dude, leave it. Like that's why we wear ring mail and GM armor. Like, right. leave it. Like it's fine. Just go get more. We 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 fill it up. Don't worry about it. 
Right. Like we were doing uh, the mausoleum boss last night. We we got wiped a few times. We've never done that boss. It was really challenging. And a few times it was like, hey, just don't even worry about going to your corpse. It's too hard. Just go to the shelf, restock GM leather and 50 each reg or whatever and come back. It's faster, you know. It's, it's way faster. And, you know, if we because we have actually a pretty good sized PVM group and uh, we get targeted a lot in dungeons just because of being an orc. Because they're like, oh, you're a blue orc and stuff. And we have a handful of our guys that <laughs> you know, PVM guys are red now. And they have to sit out, you know, for three days because someone right. smacked to them. And they just killed them with their blue. And like, <laughs> okay, fine. And, you know, and then they lose their avarite, you know, their high-end gear. But they've learned. They're like, yeah, it's my fault. You know, whatever. You know, just going down the line. Just keep, go restock. Let's go. Yes, more, most people that join us, we we tell them, hey, if you're PVMing, you need to turn off your guild title. <laughs> They're like, why? Oh, like, well, <laughs> it might be you might have a better time. <laughs> yeah, so we have a rule: you can't turn it off unless you're a thief. So that we're like, hey, that's just part of being a orc. You're gonna yeah. get targeted, and in a good you know size group now, where we'll have a group PVMing, a group on ships we'll have a group PKing. we'll do hit squads of five guys and then we'll have guys taming creatures high-end creatures because the market's so huge and so they'll put yeah. out a hit all right let's go oh yeah no it, it's it's so much fun I, I, I definitely enjoy it um okay so walk me through what is um what's on the horizon for the orcs and for omeg for you Oh, I am. My time has dwindled to near none because of work, working so much and uh, just to weekends now. But for the Urk as a total, we have uh, three very active tribes now. Um, Explain the, that. Like, what does that mean? So we have, you know, Urk, Bloodrock Clan is our main group, but then we have tribes within our group. So we have uh, the Dead Schools, which I'm a part of. Okay. Um, are pretty much our hiders um our pkers like like our specialists you know they yeah. have stealth archery is pretty hiding stealth and archery are pretty much their skill set or poisoners and uh we have like a couple mages that are in it like two or three mages that are in it and then we have our uh our ship uh, our ship squad and yeah. they're, they're pretty much just on the water and we call them you know they actually make us a ton of money they, the water game is insane on this server yeah. to get gold and doubloons and they make us a lot of gold and donate a lot of resources. So, but to make fun of them, those are our sea kittens or <laughs> water wings is what we call them. And then they show us how much they donated and we just brush that to a side cause we don't <laughs> like that. And then we have a new tribe called, um, that's our PVM group, like our dungeon group. And so they'll pick a dungeon and that's where they'll farm and okay. they do their, they do their own boss and level up their gear. And we all, they all have different, if you see different color uh, boots or sashes, um, that means they're di on a certain, certain tribe. So oh, gray, okay. so gray is dead schools. Um, like uh, aqua blue is uh, our sea kittens. And then uh, our new PVM tribe is uh like a light brown, the artesian aspect color, I think they right. went with. Yeah. So, and then we do battles within each other. We just had a huge resource event where we just, we had a contest 
you got different amount of points for collecting regs or logs or, um, you know, just all the resources or uh, gold, donating gold even. Wow. Okay. And raised over in a, what, two weeks span, we raised about $10 million in in profit for the guild. Wow. That's huge. Now, do you guys ever experience like people joining to like troll you guys or what? Oh, man. So I'm known as like Mr. Nice Guy, one of the nice guy clan or group within orcs, you know, because I'll res guys after we kill them and so on. So one of the earlier days, uh, we've had, we all throughout our history, we've had people loot our stuff. Like back in the day, you didn't have the shelf. So you had just chests, right? Like, you know, a dungeon chest filled with uh, all gorgets and all this and all that. Well, we had constant problems. So what we did from the very beginning is we separate our buildings. So like I said earlier, I fill, I refill four different shelves or three shelves yeah. throughout, throughout our, our fort area because the low rank guys have only access to that shelf, you know, and so yeah. on. So we put up our resources so we don't bundle it up. But yeah, we get people that loot stuff. The one story with me is I had a, I had my house inside our fort walls and I logged in one day and I always hide my characters before I log out. Well, I logged in one day and I see this uh, low-ranking guy, Snaga, sitting in my hut. And then every so often in UO, you can see the item being moved. You right, know, like, like dragged, I, yeah. Yeah, and I, I'm sitting there and I see my aspect cores moving. <laughs> uh, huh. So I opened all the chests and I'm watching my stuff just disappear. One chest was completely already empty. Holy and I'm crap. like... Um, so I pop out and I was like, and I was on Omega and I was like, um, excuse, like, you know, all in Orcish, of course. And he's like, oh, I, I was just looking. And then <laughs> I was like, wait a second. And there was a ton of people outside. I think we're getting ready for an event. And uh, the dude took off out of the house. And for some reason, I had the most horrible lag spike you possibly could imagine. <laughs> and I ran out and then I was able to type out chase him. And when the high-ranking orc tells you to kill someone, another, especially another orc, no yeah. hesitation, our <laughs> other orcs will drop that guy in a heartbeat. And so our guys chased him, just chased him. And then they hit, got hit with the lag spike and disappeared. And the guy disappeared. And we're like, what the heck? And so we're in Discord, like, what, what's going on? Right. So we started checking our shelves, and he cleaned out our Snaga shelf, our low-ranking shelf. He completely cleaned us out of all of our materials and everything. Wow. Yeah, so I put a bounty, I think, of 100K for his head, and we hunted around Outlands, and we got multiples of his head. We followed him around, and then we never saw the character again. He probably deleted it. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, was K apostrophe V-O-T-H-E. I have his head in my house because I paid him, paid our guys to go get it. Man, yeah, because like I know for me, I have two. I mean, we're not as big, but I have two shells. I have, you know, one for the training guys who are training, you know, a little bit newer. I don't really know them as well. And it just has regs, you know, regular GM stuff. We put it very similar to what you guys do. And then we have a main shelf that's for higher ranking people that has, yeah, all the good stuff. Because, yeah, it's just, you know, people are going to do that. It's like you have to expect a troll or two. Oh, 100 percent it's it's amazing and outlands has that uh history log right where you can look at the history and you're like yep there it goes yeah. all of it and you're just like oh well and we some of our 
guys that we trust are like the newer ones are like losing their minds and you're like this this is what happens right it's you can't vet every single person that comes through the ranks and you know i put it up outside the newbie bot that or the newbie dungeon we'll we'll take anybody like i said earlier you know we don't care if you're new to uo just come on down and we'll get you geared up head to toe and let you roll but you have to go through some processes Yeah, I mean, because at the end of the day, I'm like, well, dude, if you're going to steal 5K each reg, I mean, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's not like you're, it just, it seems so trivial, you know, the amount that to go through all that to steal just that. It just it seems, you know, who would do that? But <laughs> you'd be surprised. You owe for very long, we found out, you know, over the, just, they don't last in the game. They, right. they steal stuff. And the game is about, for most people, it's about having a small group, big group, whatever, but playing with people in this type of game. And so once you start alienating yourself, it's, yeah, you just lose interest in the game and they're gone. Well, and, and you know, it's, it's very interesting because one of the guys, he's our main crafter, is, is, is Chopper from back in the day, AskChopper.com. Um, you know, he was the exploit guy. And it's funny that, you know, knowing his story and now going to 2021, it's like there really hasn't been, I don't know if I would say exploits or, or, or bugs to that, that existed like back in the day, you know, it's kind of changed. So they really went through some work. I've, I've heard of a couple bugs, but they're really quick on finding them every, you know, right. how everything realized, you know, the numbers and, yeah, it. I don't. It hasn't wrecked the economy or anything. I really like how it's been fine tuned for the twenty years it's been out, twenty five years or whatever. You know. Well, and I think too, uh, you know, with and I'm always with the good comes the bad. I think the bad thing is some people forget like getting scammed. <laughs> and being a young kid, you you're like, wait, I can trick someone into doing something and get it for free? Hmm. Let me test this out. Right, like the bag thing, the weight thing. I mean, there was so many different scams and schemes back in the day that, you know, we just, we won't really ever see it again. I understand the reasoning, right? You know, I'm in my 30s now, you know, get off my lawn. I'm, I'm old and cranky. I don't want to deal with that kind of scamming. Yeah, exactly. I tried, I did stuff back in the day, like trying to get the reward die tubs. Yeah. Some of them were blessed. And so I would I would try to get those telling people to come here and gate them or try to get people as they're running across Brit Bank and hit a gate as they run across and you would automatically go through the gate. Yeah, doing well, stuff I mean, like that. Uh, you know, too, the difference, and this is the evolution of the game, is, you know, we have thousands of people. There's not millions, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, like, when I scammed people in the past with my thief or just being a you know piece of crap when I was a punk kid – who cares? I probably never saw that guy ever again. <laughs> yeah. In Outlands, granted, they Owen posted earlier today when I was making potions, uh, 20, 2011 11 people were online. Wow. Yeah, right. And I think for people, everyone listening that doesn't know, you know, Outlands is yeah, that is the biggest numbers, you know, we've really ever seen for this extended period of time on a shard. But you pretty, you don't know everyone, but you have a general sense of who is who. Yeah, yeah, you definitely like, especially like guilds. You, you know the guilds. You know what they're about. You you know it's not, oh, there's you know a bunch of little tiny guilds. There's some big guilds on Outlands, and you know the tiny guilds 
back in the OSI days, someone could make their guild and they would just run. <laughs> like I, I remember, man, joining a guild just to kill people at Brit Bank. I would stay for like a week <laughs> and, you know, they'd be all green and then I would roll through Brit Bank, you know, kill them, take their loot and then leave. <laughs> yeah, the only other big guild I think I was in was uh, Church of Permafrost, C star P. And okay. they were huge factions. And I think I originally joined to try to do something along those lines, but I ended up liking it so much. <laughs> I ended up not doing anything. It just stayed. Well, because I think, too, uh, you know, people forget back then there was really no voice, you know, chat that was that big. I mean, I, I remember when ICQ became popular and it was next level because I could message you when you weren't online. Yep. And leave a message for them. It's like first time you know, uh, text messaging at yeah. that time, you know? Right. And, yeah, I remember what Ventrilo was. And then there's another one. Team that speak. Was, uh, team speak. Yeah. And my computer couldn't handle it. So I couldn't do voice. And so well, still people back then, not everyone had a mic. It wasn't as popular. Like now, I mean, hell you have discord on your phone and you could, you could chat. So there's really no, pretty much no excuse to at least just listen in. Right. Um, but that, that just was another level of being anonymous where you could create different alt accounts, scam or whatever. <laughs> oh yeah. That was it. Yeah. It was, yeah. I still remember people trying to scam and doing on IRC and yeah, you're right. You don't see that much these days. I don't, maybe it's just cause we're all older and there's not many little kids, you know, playing now. Well, I think it's rare too. Like when I talk to someone on voice, there is a little bit level of like, trust and kind of, you know, I don't know, to me, it's harder to scam when you have a little bit deeper relationship you know, to me, at least. I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's true. Also. Yeah. Come to think about it, you know, cause you're putting a voice, not just letters. You're putting yeah. a voice to a per, you know, to a name. Right No, for sure. So, okay. Now, uh, jumping into this, uh, if, if, cause I, I'm kind of interested what your response is going to be. Uh, if you had, you know, let's just say the blank check scenario, someone gave you, you know, you won the lotto, whatever, you know, obviously our addictions are UO. What would you do for UO? And I'm just going to say UO as a whole. It doesn't have to be just for Outland specifically. You know, what what was some of your ideas? How would you, you know, spend it? Man, like you brought up earlier, because I think about this all the time, bringing up uh, Ultima Online 2.0. Yeah. But doing, you know say shadow bane graphics where you build walls and stuff like that. And, but with all the core of Ultima, you know, you have yeah. to just the resource gathering and all of it, just 3d graphics. That that's pretty much, I, I've, I've, I've dabbled in the other games, but there's two, you know, trammy based. I yes. still want to go around and PK people. I still want to, you know, doing that, but Bring Ultima to the new age. That's what I would spend the money on. And I think there's an interesting uh, new project that was brought to my attention that I did check out a little bit. I'm going to be talking to him next. Um, but there, it, you remember Legends of Aria? I've heard of the game, and I think I watched someone stream it before, but I've never really went into the, you know, a wiki of it, you know? Okay, so Legends of Aria is very, it has a lot of UO mechanics, like, more than the average game we've ever seen. It has the, the updated graphics, that you're, like exactly what you're talking about. However, there's a group of devs that have created this thing called Legends of Ultima. And they took 
this system and they're they're going to release it i think in in june but they basically threw all of uo and they put it into this system and it's actually pretty interesting it's very close to what you're talking about it would almost be like to me a proof of concept right like this is what it could be yeah that would that would be great i think that's computers are doing so good these days like i built this during covid i was laid off for three months i built this gaming machine so i'm now i'm rocking two 32 inch gaming monitors i can run virtual reality and everything else so if i love uo so much if i can just get a uo that can use the resources of my computer that would be amazing yeah i joke i got this you know 3080 top of the line graphics card i'm playing uo yeah exactly (laughs) i I, they're like oh what games are you playing you know are you running cod at full full fps like Nah, man, I I play <laughs> Ultima Online. They're like, what do you play? Well, um, a yeah. wizard game. Uh, right. Like, oh, let me talk. Look at it. I'm like, um, well, you wouldn't understand. Two D graphics. Like, why in the bleep are you playing that? Well, I will say in defense, the classic QO client, man, the quality of life changes have been like next level. Do you agree? Oh man. So when I came back, so I had a a like a gaming computer that was probably 10 years old. Yeah. You know, I got out of high school. I used to build computers all the time and then I just built this one. But, uh, so I had the gaming computer when Outland started that old one and then my computer crashed. And so I was gone for a while, but then I, I built a tough book for my shop, like a old lap 13 inch, like police laptop. I remember those. Those are like rugged. Yeah, so yeah. I can throw it around and it has like suspension inside of the hard drive type of thing and rubber. So I built one for my shop. Well, I got bored one day and uh, uh, during uh, before right right when COVID started, and I was like, wait a second. So I loaded up Discord and I found Neroll again, and they were yeah. still playing Outlands. Well, that laptop can't play um, the original client. I think I was playing on Steam. Oh, okay, yeah. And so it's still the tiny little screen in the corner, choppy as all get out, you know, 10 FPS, whatever it's running at. And so when I built this, they were like, yeah, you need to build your computer, build your computer. It's a whole new world, right? And I was like, yeah, whatever. And I was actually doing fairly good because I have great internet. So I was still able to PK and stuff. Oh my goodness. When I freaking, when I loaded up this Ultima on this gaming computer, stretched out the screen, loaded up the classic client. Yeah. I waited how long for this? Yeah, a lot of people, most people know now, but there's still some people that pop into my stream, whoever's stream, and be like, dude, what client are you running? How are you so smooth? <laughs> yeah, it's it's amazing how quick it is. And I'm running the multiple clients and I get choppy lag here and there, but it, it's so much better than that little tiny screen you can't even zoom out of. I will say one thing that, um, and this is more of a in the weeds technical thing, I did try out, I had a 4K monitor and I was trying to mess with that. And man, I just gave up. It was so hard to get the window sizing, the text. And it, I don't, it's not really a UO problem, but more of a technology problem. It, it's just not ready yet for mainstream. It was just a pain, man, for windows and apps aren't optimized for the 4K screens. It was just, I ended up returning it because it was just, it was a massive pain in the ass, you know, trying to like troubleshoot that. Yeah, that's when I got my gaming monitors. I, they're not 4K. I think they're right underneath it. Probably 1440, was, yeah. Yeah, and I was told, don't get 4K yet. There's nothing out there that really, especially what you're 
playing Ultima. He goes, yeah. you don't need a 4K. Don't even worry about it. So I haven't ran into that, but I can see how that could be a problem. Yeah, I, I have. I went to a 1440, probably the same one you have, and, and it's like it's just much better. It's just easier. It's not ready yet. Um, yeah. But okay, so uh, wrapping this up. Bes- <laughs> okay, besides my uh, killing that we talked about earlier, that was really funny. Um, and you got wait, wait, have- wait, which one? The one I killed you with the bow and shot you, or killed you and <laughs> shot you with the bow? That one? Or oh, okay, a different one, a different one. Probably a different one because there's only been like two times I think I've been killed by you. But- <laughs> <laughs> um uh yeah probably um man another killing like Uh, okay well the full question is just a a funny either revenge or troll tactic that you've seen or you've done um well something i've done so back when what age of shadows came out there's it's just two stories type in one so there was those swamp dragons okay yes the green ones yeah the big green ones so i stayed up when AJ, I got the game, I think a couple days before or whatever, and was able to update and everything, I stayed up all night. My dad came into the room. Hey, are you going to school? And he thought I woke <laughs> up early. No, I never went to bed, played it. <laughs> but someone, one of our guys, he didn't like like it at all. He's like, I'm done with you. Oh, so he gave me his dragon, his swamp dragon, but he had an eternal one. You know, the mount token yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah. Well, I was like, yeah, give it to me. If you come back, I'll give it to you. Not a problem. His name's Yul. I'm sure he'll listen. And so he gave it to me. Okay. I I uh, turned around and immediately sold it for like a million gold, <laughs> like right out of the gate. Like right. I knew this. And so he still brings it up to this day that <laughs> just, just, yeah, selling his thing. And so I always feel bad every time he brings it up, but. Yeah, we've done as orcs, we do a lot of stupid stuff. Like we'll run around circles dead, and so our mounts follow us, just <laughs> pissing people off. We'll do naked runs and kill people, and they run away from us, just trying to troll people. And we, I giggle really. Explain like a this one to me. I think this was a really good one. Um, how you killed all the people at the newbie trainer on, on a boat? That one <laughs> caused a lot of uh, grief. So. I usually don't partake in those ones because we actually <laughs> we actually have a channel in our Discord. It's called the 500 Club. Okay. So it's orcs are all about taking heads, getting kills. So right. on Outlands, you have the you know the fees and everything to go with the PK. And well, the 500 Club is you have to take a screenshot of you getting to 500 kills without 500 uh, kill counts. Wow. And so without you know, resing or repenting, right? Yeah. Without repenting. Okay, so yeah. our res fees are through the roof. And so that's our kind of our long-term goal right now. I think I'm at 300 on my mage Oof. or on Omeg, one of the two. I think both of them are, I think are at 300, but uh, back to the boat story. So there's, <laughs> gosh, so there's, <laughs> so an outpost, it all started with outpost. There's that trainer right outside of the gate. Yeah. Right. And so it was so close to the guard zone. People, weren't messing with it yeah <laughs> so us being orcs we're determined to kill them like oh they think they're safe we're, we're gonna kill them yeah and so they didn't have a band bot so we went in there killed them all and people get pissed off and i <laughs> i felt kind of bad as well 
and my daughter had a character in there because she plays you oh now too yeah and so they killed her and i had to okay it's fine <laughs> we'll get resources and so it started evolving and so then they started doing a band bot so we couldn't go inside anymore right so then we'd have a like a suicide orc with a ton of purple potions go in there and we'd have like five of them go throw purple potions and that were blue and they would die in there then they started putting up like walls line of sight <laughs> with you. so we were determined and finally i think that one's fizzled out that training post so now they have the one right outside Prevelia. right right so, by the gate yeah yes and there's one spot that that is unguard zone there's no guard zones right below the gate but you can't go north or south or what west or east yeah because each bridge has a guard zone so that you will auto die. And so we're really looking into it. So our sea kittens with their boats right. found out, hey, we can put a boat right here <laughs> and we can kill them all and get on the boat and take off. Oh, man. So that's our new fun game of the day is we <laughs> they all gate in. We have a guy that gates us all right next to him. And everybody, like the people who are there, like look at us and like, what are you doing? And then, you know, we shoot them with bows, whatever we do. And then we all try to make it out. But we lose more than we gain there because I died because one of our guys hit me. The guards guard whacked me instead for retaliating or something. <laughs> and half the time we lose half of our guys. But every oh, time I just I, remember the there. video that they posted, some of them, I guess, recorded or whatever. And it was just so funny. And, and like how much grief people got like and it, and it makes me laugh because I'm like, you don't really have a right to be safe while you're training outside in the wilderness. <laughs> no, no. And that's what they tell me. Cause I, every once in a while I get, you know, I'm like, guys, do we really need to do this? Yeah. Like I, I don't, they, they do it. I'm like, Oh boy, here we go. Here's another 15 DMS in my discord. Cause right. they're pissed off and chasing people away, but it is part of UO. Maybe that's the biggest trolling thing that we do at this moment right. is, you know, hey, you're not safe. You know, don't don't leave your character outside of a guard zone or anything because we'll, we'll start whacking you. Oh yeah, and that's that's you to its core. But um, yeah, and that's and I had to teach my daughter that because she got PK'd in the dungeon and I, with she's like, get the orcs, tell your tell the orcs <laughs> to come get them because right. she was getting so irritated with yeah. them. And I'm like, well, that's UO. And then she was handed a trap pouch at Prevelia Bank or a trapped box. One of the oh, exposed yeah. boxes. And she's like, I shouldn't trust him. And she opened it and boom, yep. and she, you know, and it's all UO. That's we've all learned. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, and I want to say thank you very much, Omek, for joining me. I think this has been a really funny conversation. And I think to me, it's, it's very insightful on some of the inner workings of the orcs, because I think for a lot of us, you know, we, we don't really know or understand how it works. So uh, truly, thank you. Yeah, no problem. And like I said, we're always recruiting. And if you can handle us picking on you 24-7 in Discord and in game, you know, you deserve <laughs> to be an orc. So it's it's whatever. No, I get it. No, I appreciate it, man. Yeah, not a problem.